Welcome to the Tony Tan Show. Embracing leading edge technology to help humanity work better and live better. Diving deep into the latest AI and digital disruptions, helping you find your true potential with the help of latest tech. The future in the present. And here is your host, Tony Tan. My name is Tony Tan. I'm the CEO of Imperium Solutions, an award-winning author, keynote speaker, and the host of the Tony Tan Show and podcast. Email communication is a vital function of enterprises. However, it also serves as a gateway for bad actors to exploit and create digital disruptions. Why is it that in spite of years of investments in email security solutions by enterprises globally, that email-based attacks today still poses a serious threat? To answer that question, we have with us today Maiwan Yusufzai. Maiwan is the ASEAN Country Manager at Abnormal Security, an expert in email security and have worked in the sector since 2011. In 2022, Maiwan launched Abnormal Security in ASEAN. Let us welcome Maiwan to the Tony Tan Show. Subscribe to the Tony Tan Channel www.youtube.com forward slash Tony Tan Global and connect with Tony through his Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash Future of Disruptions My one, thank you so much for joining the Tony Tan Show and podcast on this lovely Monday morning. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, there's so many interesting things we want to talk about today. There's so many interesting uh, things that's happening in the cybersecurity space. You know, I was just with CSA the other day and we were talking about this incremental, or not just incremental, but this huge amount of uh, cybersecurity attacks that's been happening over the last two years and Singapore has been registering some of these uh, uh, attacks, right? Either from ransomware, uh, from spam, from scams. It's a whole broad range of attacks that's coming into our country, right? And we also understand that uh, email is one of the most important attack vectors that all these bad actors are using today. Maybe you can enlighten us a little bit. Why is email still such an important area that the criminals are using? And, and what are your thoughts around email security? Yeah, look, email security is something that everyone's got, right? Everyone uses email. You can't go to any organization and say, do you have an email address? Everyone will say yes. So naturally, that's the first vector people go after. Why? Because again, everyone uses it. Now, going back to the first part of what you mentioned around Singapore, why is Singapore being targeted? Singaporeans are naturally trusting and high net worth in comparison to oh, the rest of the region. Thank you. You're, you're just too kind. <laughs> oh, I, say, I say it as it is. <laughs> but if you look at it that way, it's the truth, right? Singaporeans are naturally trusting high net worth individuals in comparison to other countries. So it's just an easy target for bad actors to go after. And email is the way I always talk about it, is very declarative in nature. Mm. I can go to Gmail and create an email account calling myself Tony Tan and email someone within your org. And I could be Tony Tan. You can't say I'm not because I declared that I, that's who I am. That's the way email gets through to people. That's why it tends to be the first vector people go after. And that's why it's being used the most. Yeah, and most of our communication today is through email, maybe about 70%, maybe? Give or take, it? yeah. I mean, people use text message, WhatsApp, you know, in some organizations, they use Teams, Slack, whatever have you. But if I'm talking to you about professional conversations, not just me and you talking about going out for dinner or something, right? how do I reach out to you? Email. Yes, yes. I think there's, there's just so many email platforms today that we are talking about, right? I mean, it's not just the Office 365. A lot of us are also exposed to Google, mm -hmm. Google Mail. And 
that's a very interesting thing that you talk about. So when 70% of our business communication or even personal communication hovers around email communication, I think it's a natural extension that if I'm a cyber criminal, if I'm a bad actor, I'll probably want to exploit that volume of communication that's going through there. And that is what you are saying. That's why the attack is still relentless on this form of communication. Yeah, you're 100%. And it's also cheap to do it, right? You get a spam bot and you just smash someone with a million emails. One or two of them get through. It costs you cents to the dollar to send those emails. And one of them gets through and you can scam a couple of thousand, maybe tens of thousands. The return on investment is quite high for these bad actors. So why wouldn't they do it? It's just so easy to do. Now you can buy it as a service. You can just start attacking people. So it just makes sense for them because, again, the ROI is quite high. They run it exactly like a business like you run. If I'm going to invest in this, what's the return I'm expecting? If this is the... Uh, campaign I'm going to go after, what's the return I'm expecting? It's the exact same principle. And what you're saying is that uh, hiring, you know, cyber crimes as a service, and they're not exactly targeting a specific customer, right? They're just blasting it out and see which unfortunate victim clicks on it or do not have the security parameters in it. And then you just go through and then, you know, uh, the attack the attack is successful. Well, it depends. There's levels to the game, right? So certain attacks are widespread. All right. They go after everyone. Indiscriminate, they'll go after you, me, Anyone else, they'll go after. But there's attacks that are highly crafted, very, very targeted attacks that will be created, let's just say, for argument's sake, against Imperium. They'll create one, and they'll go after you in particular. These are the, the toughest ones to catch because the, the mass market spam, a lot of people tend to catch it. Sometimes you get unlucky and it gets through. But the highly targeted ones, a lot of technologies don't seem to catch anymore. Mm. And why? Because they've never seen them before. Mm. It's the unknown stuff that they can't catch. Most of them go, okay, I've seen this before. I know what I'm looking for. But stuff that they've never seen before, they're completely blind to, tends to get through and wreak havoc. Uh, That is a really difficult problem to solve. But then again, I'm heartened. That's why you're here today, right? That's it. Yeah, and I heard that there's this amazing company called Norma that's doing a wondrous job out there securing our email communication. So my one, would you share with us, do us the honor to share with us who is Abnormal and what do they do for a living? Yeah, sure. So Abnormal is a behavioral data science company and we protect against email-borne threats in the cloud. So Office 365 and Google, as you mentioned. And again, our pedigree is built around behavioral data analytics to build profiles for our customers to ensure we capture what's known good behavior in their organization. Anything that falls outside of that, we stop. So if we start seeing something suspicious happening, something that's abnormal behavior, pardon the pun, when we start seeing that, you'll realize we'll go, okay, take that, move it out, don't expose it to the user. Right. If you look at email security, this is not something that is new in the market. I mean, uh, we have been looking at how to secure email communications for a long time now. Yeah. And there's a lot of very established players in this space. Right. So why is there a need for abnormal? How is it different from the traditional email pl- uh, security players that's out there in the market? Yeah, look, I've spent my entire career in email security, right? Entire career. All I've done is spam filtering. Oh, you're an email guy. I like to think so, but it also doesn't, it's not the most sexiest job when you sell people that, <laughs> I, I, sell, I sell spam filtering for a living. It's uh, quite sad, but when you look at it, the reason why we're different is if you look at the traditional email gateway vendors, right? They all sound the same and all look the same. The way I always describe it to customers is they're all selling the same hammer with a different color handle. Mm. Abnormal is a brand new tool, completely new using behavioral data science and approaching in a completely different way, we're able to actually stop these threats. And I'll tell you why. So you look at the way that others do it. What do they do? They look for known bad signals. They look for IOCs. They look for bad links, attachments, IP addresses. You name it, that's what they look for. Yes. What does abnormal do? We take it the other way. 
we profile your organization and we look for what's known good behavior. So we look at the identity of the user, the context of this, the message they're sending, the content of what they're actually sending, and build a whole profile of what is normal behavior for Tony Tun. Yes. What does he do? When does he do it? Who does he talk to? What do they talk about? Builds that profile. So the minute it starts deviating off that, we know, okay, this is abnormal behavior. We can't allow that to go through. And that's how we protect users. This is going back to what I was saying about the unknown threats, the new threats that very, very targeted, never before seen in the wild. Very, very effective against those ones. Yeah, I think I'm really excited to hear about building my profile because I'm predictable, mm. right? Uh, and if, if there's something that I'm doing that's out of the norm, that's out of the range, and this can share with us and, and probably protect me in real time, right? Protect me and my colleagues on real time against a bad actor that is probably what trying to be like me or, or compromise my email and things like that. Would you, would you say that's a right uh, a description of what a normal is doing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's again, building the profile on you. And again, predictability is one thing. A lot of users are predictable. But say, for example, you travel, you go somewhere else and we start noticing different behavior, different patterns of your working. That doesn't necessarily make it bad, right? It just yes. means that you've taken a different approach. You've maybe gone on holidays. You've uh, just logged in from somewhere else. Or you've decided to talk slightly differently because you've taken coaching on, on how to type particular right. types of emails. Right. We notice that's that type of stuff. And okay, okay, Tony's behavior is changing and we're going to work that way. But if it's fundamentally different, we'll flag that out. And again, if you're a compromised user, they use your credentials. And it's a very, very common tactic globally, but especially in Singapore, we're seeing a lot more of it. If you're a compromised user, we start seeing, okay, someone's actually logging in as you in Singapore, but they're typing the email very, very different. They're right. reaching out to very, very random people in your organization asking for certain things. Right. We spot that and go, okay, we can tell he's compromised. Wow. That's really a game changer. Yeah. And, and you're able to scale this across thousands of people in, a, in an enterprise in real time. Yeah. I mean, building all these, all these profiles sounds terribly complex and uh, resource intensive. I mean, and, and how do you scale, you know? It's quite simple. So if, if I show you, it takes about a minute to set up. But in terms of setting up the profile, again, from my old jobs that we used to go through and go start a POC or start, put the technology on, from day one, we turn it on and it starts working with us. I'll be very, very honest. If you turn us on today, it takes seven days to build the profile and we want to do it right because you want to build that profile and get every little bit and piece about mm. the user put together and build, okay, what does Tony Tan look like? Right. What does my one's behavior look like? It takes us seven days. After seven days, the efficacy we show, I kid you not, everyone we show to, they're like, this is frightening. Wow. I would like to test that out. Please. Some, yeah. And you were saying that compromise uh, emails, mm -hmm. compromise accounts. And I think that's something very important. It's not something that traditional security tools are able to uh, manage that, right? And if you are able, able to uh, compromise a person's account and you look at the number of scams that's coming through in, in, the, in the last couple of months, uh, this this becomes a very important uh, thing that we need to consider, right? Where you have scam actors and then you have compromised accounts, uh, this could really create a lot of financial loss yep. and distress to an organization. So in that sense, using behavior analytics, we are able to then contain or reduce or even eliminate the scams that's running in our email communication. Would you say so? Yeah, 100%. So there's two types of major scams I'm seeing in Singapore, right? Aside right. from just your normal commodity-based spam and things you're getting through, you know, your SingPost, Amazon type of stuff. A lot of the stuff we're seeing now is aside from compromised accounts is supply chain attacks. Yes. So one of your business partners being compromised and sending you an email, hi, Tony, for this invoice, can you just change the bank account information? Very, mm. very common. Mm. But they tend to float right through traditional controls. Why? 
because there's nothing bad in them. They they jump into an existing email yep. chain. They'll send. They'll actually tamper with a real invoice right. and send it through with a proper company letterhead, company bank information. No, sorry, not the bank information, but the company name, and everything. But the bank information is the only thing that's changed. And these things are just floating right through. And a lot of people are losing money now. They're not disclosing it, but it's happening. And this is so insidious, right? I yes. mean, we are so busy every day. There's no way that we can check everything and validate everything and we won't go to the details of the invoice. It is something that most of us will just miss. Yep. Right? On a given day. Yeah. I, I think this is, this is profoundly really, really, uh, effective in terms of building that profile, in terms of looking at your supply chain, looking at the people that you're working with, the two-way communication. And I, I think that creates a lot of visibility and it gives us a lot of assurances as we digitize in our economy going forward. Yeah. And look, when we profile, we just don't profile the users. We profile your business partners as well. Exactly. Which is very, very important because, you know, from Imperium, who do you talk to? At abnormal. It's you and I usually talking or someone from your team. But if all of a sudden someone else starts emailing me, it starts becoming suspicious. And okay, why are they asking for such such type of information? So it's very, very important to, again, while people are important, profile everything. Yeah. Every single thing. Yeah, and this is so different from our traditional security approach, looking at malware, looking at known exploits, looking at the, the address that's coming through or even looking at the content, you know, disarm the content. I mean, it is, and I think this is really, really important because the traditional technologies might not be the best one to solve scams today because they are really socially and well-engineered to really go through these defenses. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. Well, again, the bad actors have been changing, right? They've changed their tactic. COVID was a a boon for their business. Why? Because they're able to do so much more because everyone's working from home and now people are coming back into the office and they, they, they constantly evolve. But if you look at email security in the past 10 years, there's never been that big of an evolution. Mm. The scams have evolved, massively yes. evolved. Yes. Constantly changed. But the technology has been basically the same. It's been the same type of controls, change MX record from one vendor to another, and you might get slightly better efficacy, but you're still going to get scammed somehow. Yes. We're having a fundamentally different approach of using an API-based approach the way we're doing it, and we're constantly in the flow of the email. And I, the way I always describe it, if you look at the way traditional email vendors work, is they sit outside, they scan, send it to you, and then when it's in your mailbox, it's your problem. Well, we're constantly scanning. Yeah. And that, that's the big difference. You need to take, uh, how can I put it, accountability for the full life cycle of the email. Yes, and, and I think that you mentioned something that's really interesting earlier. You're talking about, we are looking at user, user profiles, we are looking at dynamic uh, profiling at, mm-hmm. at scale, right? Yes. And this is not something that a normal human being or even security operators are able to do mm-hmm. because the amount of data and the complexity is just too much. Yes. And you talk about user uh, analytics and you talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning earlier. Uh, could you, and we are very excited about the future of artificial intelligence to cybersecurity. What is your take about AI, you know, in where we are today and where it's going to be in the future for cybersecurity? Yeah, look, for cybersecurity, it's a, it's a new tool for us to use, right? As, as we're getting more capability to have more compute, more capability to build these type of technologies, then it's going to be very, very fundamental for the growth of cybersecurity and protection of users. Now, let me throw it back to you. Your book says why AI matters to us, right? Yes. In our life. Now, yes. you've segmented down to cybersecurity. Right. In your business, what do you see? Outside of just email security, what do you see? We are, what we are seeing is that attacks are getting more complex. The mm-hmm. volume is really high. And we are seeing a reduction of cybersecurity professionals in the market. It's a missing bench syndrome. Yep. And of that, we're also looking at fatigue. Yeah. Right. So these are very, very big problems that we feel 
Uh, in fact, we are convinced that artificial intelligence is going to seriously augment our ability to respond. Yep. So you, you think it could be uh, taken up to scale and yeah. help, help organizations out. Yes. And that's the, that's the sweet spot of artificial intelligence, yep. right? No, yep. I, I agree with you. And look, that's the way we're seeing it as well. If you look at it, it's just helping us get there much faster. Again, using, narrowing it down to email security, if you look at the fundamental change that we've brought to the market, it's using this type of technology and rapidly scale it within a few years to protect all these users. Mm. The problems have started going away. A lot of other people are now going, actually putting their hand up, we're going to do this too. But right. if your company's DNA is not embedded in being able to do the AI or ML, then yeah. you're just another checkbox exercise and saying, yeah, we do it and not do it. Yeah, I think AI and uh, machine learning is a good thing that you uh, spoke about. It must, be, it must be built into the product right at yes. the beginning, right? Uh, and you must have a, a management that is built around building the core through innovative technology, not, not an afterthought. I yes. think that was what you're alluding to. Yeah. And I, I can see that in normal artificial intelligence and machine learning is central right, to the design of this technology. That's why you are able to do so many of these wondrous stuff that you're talking about. And that's why so many customers are responding so fast and so successfully to your proof of concepts and to your implementations. Yeah, 100%, man. So if you look at it, the, the way we actually tackle the problem, again, you're right, it has to be built into the core of technology. It has to be built from the ground up that way. You can't build partial and then start changing design uh, methodology halfway through the product, right? The way we've been built, we've been powered by AI ML from the start, from the get-go. The entire thing we've done is built in this particular way using, again, behavioral data science to profile users. It's not like halfway through we pulled the handbrake turn, did a 90-degree <laughs> turn and built a brand new tech. Unlike others, ours has been built from the ground up this way. And that's why the market is so receptive to what we do. Yes. Because everyone we show to, again, there's no way that's, that's the way it works. POC it. Yep. The minute they POC, wow. It actually does what you say it does. Yeah. yeah. And we always share this with all our customers. You cannot use yesterday's technology to solve tomorrow's problems. Exactly. We, we have to keep on innovating, right? Or yep. we'll be out innovated in the market and that's bad news. Yeah. Right? You'd rather, look, I'd rather be out innovated by my competitors than out in innovated by the bad actors right. because that's such, so much more damaging to our clients. Yep. So if you look at it, I enjoy the competition, but I prefer that all our competition all moves in the same pace or at least at a faster pace to get to protecting our customers rather than the bad actors scamming it and then us just sitting there going, I don't know how to stop this. Yeah. So I think for all our customers who are looking to secure your email communication, are looking for next generation tool, especially in this age of scams and digitization and heightened alerts, please take a look at Abnormal because we are really excited about what its core features is and the incorporation of artificial intelligence to allow us to secure at scale. Right. And we are excited and we're getting a lot of good feedbacks uh, from the market. So do yourself a favor, check out Abnormal. So back to you, my one. Yep. For our audience out there, do you have some low-hanging fruits for them to secure uh, their environment today? With you know, with attack vectors are growing so much and ransomware is everywhere. What are some of the some low-hanging fruits that they can adopt? You know, in your experience, that they can quickly implement and you know give them some form of uh, peace and security. Yeah. So aside from putting abnormal in place, which would be a great thing for them to figure out where the risk in the organization lies. You just earned your salary for abnormal this morning. I, I hope I have. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I did. But the second piece is I've always been a proponent of feedback to users, right? So users sometimes will report scams. Users will sometimes reach out to IT and say, I need help with this. What IT teams, in my opinion, as much as because they're inundated with so much work that they don't have the capability to do, is provide feedback to users if they've reported something right or wrong. And this is a massive gap because users tend to just then not care about the cybersecurity yeah. culture. They don't care why because, Tony, I sent you an email saying, is this good or bad? You never told me if it's good or bad. 
Mm. What, what I recommend is having some sort of automated process that feeds back to the user to, again, get them really involved. Because once they start reporting it, they get a sense of accomplishment that I was actually helping with this. I helped mm. stop an attack. Then they become more and more ingrained in the cybersecurity culture. They want to actually report things and they'll be alert looking for these type of threats. That to me is the lowest hanging fruit, educating your users yes. and providing some sort of positive reinforcement. Every meeting I have with some sort of CISO or security manager, the simple question I always ask is, when was the last time you told your users they did something right? Mm. Never. When was the last time you told them they did something wrong? Yesterday. Yep. I think, I think you brought up a very good point. I think not, my, not many people look at it that way, positive reinforcements. Exactly. I think this is really a big gap in the, in the market. The, the users are not involved. Mm-hmm. Or engage, right? Uh, in in because it's it's going to be a holistic thing. I think the entire organization, everybody has a responsibility around cybersecurity. I don't think this is very much ingrained into most of the organizations today. So if we are able to do that, I think we are starting to see or taking steps towards a more engaged and therefore a more resilient cybersecurity organization. Would you say that? Yeah, I agree. I agree again. The idea that a regular user should have the same knowledge of cybersecurity than you know, the IT team, you can't expect that. What you can expect is to lift that baseline constantly. You know, if you can have a, a 2% improvement every time you run some sort of some sort of quiz or some sort of reporting mechanism, then you're showing improvement. What you want is users to constantly learn what's happening in the organization, what they're being targeted with, so they know what to look out for. And then when they do report it, give them some sort of positive feedback. Yes. It's a very, very important thing. Yeah, I'll give you some feedback after this, my one. Please. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll change gear a little bit, right? Please. I mean, I, I hear about Abnormal. I know this is a really solid technology. It's been proven. And we're excited about what, what it holds for our future of cybersecurity. I want to ask you a question, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for yourself. We know that today we have an extreme shortage of security uh, staff uh, globally, not just in Singapore. And we have something called a great resonation that's happening. Yep. So what would your advice to CISOs and digital leaders out there for some of the things that we could do to maybe better retain uh, our cybersecurity responders? Yeah, look, you have to look at the core of the problem of why people are resigning, right? Like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but if you look at a lot of people just face burnout. That's one of the big things because shortage, a lot of work, and what tends to happen, they just get tired and frustrated and then just go, it's easier for me to go, do nothing or find somewhere where it's a lot easier. The way I've seen some of the CISOs that I've been working with, the way they look at it is through automation. Because a lot of the tasks that users are doing over time just hasn't been, how can I put it? Hasn't been updated to become automated, which these tasks, you can find tech or put certain things wow. in place to automate it. So they're still doing it a manual way and they're burning out because they're getting more yes. and more tasks added. So have a look at your tech stack. What can be automated? What's the traditional stuff that you can either remove or automate to not have these people worry about that? Because some of the basic, basic things people shouldn't have. Like in my world, for example, if a user reports an email, why should an analyst sit there and manually review that email? Because God knows if an organization, say 5,000 users and one person reports an email a day, that's 5,000 emails a day Mm. you're going to have to look through. So if you can have a system that automatically checks it and provides you a feedback on this is good or bad, doesn't that take an entire complete task yes. away from the user and takes the, the burden off them? Yeah. And also the fatigue, right? All right. So what you're saying is that uh, improve their user experience, improve their engagement with the company, improve their productivity by taking away the mundane stuff, right? Yes. If there's an opportunity for us to bring them or upgrade their skills to maybe even higher value add uh, services for the organization, they will help to retain them and excite them. Yes. Ah, thank you very much, my one. So, 
on behalf of the Tony Tan Show and Podcast and our audience and our customers out there, we appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your sharing and also your your uh, insights into the cybersecurity scene today, especially in the area around email security and how a technology like abnormal use uses artificial intelligence to bring us to the next stage to future proof our cybersecurity posture. Right. So my one, thank you so much for having us, uh, for joining us today, and uh, we look forward. Uh, to engage you soon in some of our events that's coming up. No, I appreciate it. It only took two years to get on your show, but hopefully it won't be that big of a gap for the next one. Yes, I mean, yes. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks, my one. We'll, we'll catch up again soon. Take for care. Sure. Thank See you. you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Tony Tan Show, your number one podcast about optimization of human potential with the latest technology. Your future is in the present. It's time to embrace it now www.tonytanasia.com 